We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 188. On this episode, we will be talking about uh, what we are looking forward to at Comic-Con 2013, which starts up next week, and uh, recent episodes of Under the Dome and Falling Skies, plus some uh, TV on DVD picks at the end, and as always, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 188. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. And Sandrine Sahakian from TV Equals. All right. Well, thank you uh, both for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having And for those of you that were listening last week and you're going, Kyle doesn't sound like the Televixen, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it, but Kyle was uh, able to step in. So, Yay for Kyle. <laughs> At three hours notice. <laughs> So we didn't have to change the name to TV Times 2 for a week. Uh, we still have the three. So uh, we'll uh, head on down the, uh, the list of stuff we have to talk about. Uh, first up, we got uh, one uh, news item. And uh, this uh, past week, uh, TNT renewed Falling Skies for a fourth season, which uh, I think uh, we're probably all happy about. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those shows that I always wonder if it's going to come back, like, because it's such a short season that I always wonder, like, are they just going to kill it off or actually pick it up? Yeah, well, this is, it's now gone officially long enough that they can't cancel it without letting them give an ending. <laughs> they, they have to give them enough warning. This can't be one of those shows that in, like, a fourth or fifth season they're just like, ah, the ratings just aren't there for another season. Hopefully. I, I want to have an ending for the show. You know, I want to know what happens in the end. <laughs> They'll just I'm... scroll something. The, the aliens change their mind. They decide to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk more about Falling Skies in the primetime segment uh, later on. But first up, we've got a, a little uh, seven questions roundtable segment. Uh, we're going to be talking... Uh, are previewing Comic-Con 2013, talking about some of the stuff uh, we're looking forward to, uh, especially, uh, you know, TV-wise. And the uh, first question is, what panels, press room shows uh, are you uh, most looking forward to on Thursday? And uh, we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with you, uh, Kyle, on this one. Uh, so I always look forward to the psych panel, and this is probably going to be their last, I would assume. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then also um, Sherlock is there for the first time, so that should be interesting. Although I don't think the cast is going to be there. It's just uh, the producers, but it still should be uh, entertaining. Uh, and Dexter, the last panel, which I may not make it to if I just uh, stay in bottom 20 the whole time, Uh I, but it would be nice to to also see the final Dexter panel. And how about you, Sandy? I'm not going to make it to any of the panels, but <laughs> but if I was, uh, some of the things that I'm really looking forward to would be the Divergent panel, which is like the movie, just because I love the book. So I would want to see some of that to see if they have any um, footage or anything like that. But in terms of TV, I love Teen Wolf. I would love to see that. And Star Crossed, because that's like my favorite show for the fall. I love it so much. <laughs> it's like the most romantic thing. So, of course, I have to see it. So those would be my two. <laughs> <laughs> see the the t to use jason's tv blogger problems the, the problem i have with like the star cross panel and the intelligence panel is they're showing the episode so you really only get like That's 15 true. minutes of q a which if you've already seen the episode then it's annoying but yeah. i'm sure yeah, but darn it kyle haven't... you got to see the episodes ahead of time I know. <laughs> it's ruining comic-con <laughs> yeah well you know if people haven't seen star cross then i would you know encourage them to see it if they like romance and cw type shows it's really good for me on thursday since i don't have any <laughs> don't have really the confirmations on 
uh, press rooms and whatnot yet, so not really sure which ones of those I'm looking forward to. But uh, panel-wise, uh, the two that kind of interest would interest me, even though I've seen the shows, uh, is is Intelligence and The Blacklist, just because I like both of those shows and they're screening the episodes. So if you want to get a chance to see it ahead of time, uh, those are uh, those are a couple of the panels that are that are playing the episodes ahead of time. And none of us mentioned the X-Files panel. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had put that first thing in the morning because that's going to make Ballroom 20 chaos that day. There's something late in the day in like... <laughs> In Ballroom 20, like, every day that's going to make everybody, you know, all the panels before it full of people waiting for the thing after it. Doesn't yep. it feel like there are a lot more panels this year? Like, sometimes it's it ends at, like, 8 p.m. I'm like, how like how are we having panels at eight, until 8 p.m. now? Yeah, they're also starting a lot earlier uh, on Thursday because the last couple of years they've started not – they haven't even started till like, 1 or – last year it didn't even start till like, 2 o'clock, I think, with Psych. So they have a lot more panels Thursday morning, at least in Barroom 20. Yeah, I think I think I saw someplace that, that between TV – uh, TV series, and you know, animated shows, uh, you know, TV series and web series. That there was a hundred uh, different wow. ones going to be at Comic Con this year, and so that's a lot. <laughs> that's it's a, a TV lot invasion. Of, that's a lot of TV related uh, related stuff. All right, how about uh, Friday? What are you looking forward to on Friday, Kyle? Friday is a mess. <laughs> that, that's the one where they made sure you could not squat in a room all day long. And so I'm still – the main thing I'm I'm really anxious to see is the Orphan Black panel. But it's in such a tiny room that it's going to be tough uh, to get to. I also would have liked to see the uh, Shield panel. But I have a feeling due to like the Defiance press room that's not going to be an option. Uh, same with like the Game of Thrones. This might be the year I finally see the Falling Skies panel because I wanted to see that every year, and every year I, I'm stuck in Barroom Twenty, and they never put it in there. Uh, probably they will whenever the final season is. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I'll hopefully I, I'll also get to see that. Yeah, Orphan Black is one of those panels that starts at seven o'clock. You know that that's, that's one of those later in the day ones too. So. Maybe you'd be able to get into the room because everybody's tired and has gone home <laughs> well, <laughs> for the night well, or something. Well, last year I, I attended panels like at 7 o'clock at night. They had like the Strike Back panel, and it looks like Showtime has Banshee that day too. I would have liked to have seen that, but i definitely choose Orphan Black over Banshee. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering how, how popular it, it's going to be and just how tough it's going to be. So it's always a question of when you have to be at the room. Yeah, how about uh, how about you, Sandy, on Friday? Well, um, I don't know what the times, and I didn't really write down the rooms, but I just kind of picked like some of the panels that I would be interested in. So I have the Legend of Korra, but that's I think that's Ballroom Twenty, so you yep. pretty much have to stay there like until like in the morning. But then, like for a smaller panel, Phineas and Ferb from the Disney Channel, that's really cute. So it's a smaller room, probably you have more chances to get in there, and it could be a lot of fun. And of course, Game of Thrones, if you can get in there, I probably would want to watch that because I've been to one of their panels and it was one of my favorite. It was so much fun to watch that panel. So, But again, probably is going to be really hard to get in there unless you stay in Ballroom 20 the whole day. And then Falling Skies, like Kyle was saying, that could be also another fun, smaller one to get in. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, on on Friday... Uh, Orphan Black would be one I'd want to see just because I think it'd be interesting to see that that cast. And then uh, the another one that I chose was the the 100, which is also screening the episode, and it's my it's my favorite of the new CW shows, even though it doesn't come out till mid season. Uh, it's a it's it's my favorite of of their new shows. So it it if you want to see it ahead of time, uh, that'd be a good panel to go to. And then the other one that I put down is Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I just find that one interesting because all it lists is Marvel's head of television and Joss Whedon and some surprise guests. But the panel is scheduled for an hour and 15 minutes. 
Hmm. They might show that pilot, huh? And that's a long period of time with, even if they brought on a bunch of the cast or, or what have you, and I'm wondering if they're secretly going to actually show the episode. That's very possible. Because then they'd have like a half hour or so after to, you know, for discussion of stuff or whatever. I don't know. It just seems like a really long period of time for a a very limited number of people, you know, that, that they're yeah. saying is going to be there. Uh, well, some of the other people have already said they're going to be there. Like uh, Ming-Na has been tweeting about it. And then uh, Agent Coulson guy, they uh, they already said he was going to be at Comic-Con, I thought. Yeah, it's just so. uh, it just seems like still, even if you had the whole cast there, it's still an hour and 15 minutes seems like a long panel yeah. for just a panel. Just because, I mean, they... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll have just some footage to show or something like that, uh, you know, more than just the trailers and stuff that we've seen. But there's got to be something more <laughs> happening at that I panel. think you're right. I think it, it that one hour and 15 minutes is just enough that she would get a full episode of 45 minutes plus another 30 minutes for Q&A, which is what they tend to do sometimes. So, yeah. yeah so Very they, possible. Yeah. But I think uh, that's also sort of the... Uh, the panel that people are going to be waiting in line for early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and sit, maybe they can put that first thing in the morning and, and sitting through, you know, all the other stuff. And so uh, if the other things happening before that in the morning in ballroom 20, if you're interested in those, you better get in line early. <laughs> yeah. One thing I, I found interesting was this year, the thing that opens ballroom 20 is um, some big bang theory writer's room panel. So I guess they're not having the cast this year and they were also an H last year with the cast. So I guess they're back in 20, but they also are just a writer's panel this year. Yeah. Cause they're not doing a press room. So it doesn't, I don't know if there, if any of the cast will show up or something, but uh, yeah, it's basically just a bunch of the writers and stuff like that talking about the show. Uh, which could be interesting, but also seems like uh, not something that would, you know, that'll be full, that'll be full because people are waiting for stuff later in the day. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Cora's in that room and you're going to get all the, like, I I said, I'm not a fan of of that kind of animation or anything. I sat through the Cora panel last year for something else and there were definitely people there for Cora, but they're not going to get in because of that shield panel. And so I think it's stupid that they scheduled that before. They should have scheduled it later in the the core later in the day or the shield to open the room. Yeah, that seems like uh, one that should have uh, definitely uh, opened the room. But uh... is Game of Thrones in Ballroom Twenty or is it Hall H? No, it's no, in it's Hall H. H. It's oh, uh, oh god, I got it. So. Uh, Walking Dead is Walking Dead and Game of Thrones back to back in Hall oh, H. Hall I think H. on the day so. They're hoping that relieves some of the uh, traffic for uh, yeah. Shield, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that are kind of in interesting rooms, in and how they've been placed. But uh, we'll move on to uh, Saturday. There's a a lot of stuff, but I don't know for some reason Saturday wasn't as big of number of shows that uh that I was like there's stuff that I'm interested in but not stuff that I'm like really really interested in but uh we'll start with you this time Sandy what about uh Saturday okay so um well since sometimes I'm interested in movies too I have the Hunger Games Catching Fire that's going to be in Hall H so that's my movie pick for Saturday but uh, in terms of TV uh Once Upon a Time in Wonderland I think that's in Ballroom 20 and I think that's the first one, so you just kind of can see that in the morning. But then I also would like to see Warehouse 13, since it's going to be probably their last, last time at Comic-Con, right? Yep. Yeah, last likely. season. And then Strike Back, of course, because they're fun. They're a fun cast, so I think that would be a fun panel to watch. Plus, they're later that night in a smaller room, so there are more chances that you'll actually get in. So there you go. How about you, Kyle, on Saturday? 
Uh, so for me, the um, I'd like to see the How I Met Your Mother, but that's probably not going to happen because that's in another room. But because it also conflicts with the final Futurama panel, which I really want to see, because uh, that will be the last time that that they're there. Um, and also, I, the Being Human panel is always fun. Same with the Warehouse Thirteen panel. Um, and then again, I, I went to the Strike Back panel last year, and that that was entertaining. Um, but that actually conflicts with the NBC party. So <laughs> <laughs> I won't be seeing that this year. Um, That's true. Being Human is a really fun panel. I shall add this to my list too. They always are really fun to watch. I mean, True Blood, now that it's an H, I try to avoid H until Sunday. So I won't be, I most likely won't be going to the True Blood panel. At least I think that's an H. Maybe it's back in bottom 20 this year. Oh, no, it's in 20 again this year. Okay. Yeah, that that was the on Saturday. Uh, it was interesting based on that. I'm not I'm not a True Blood fan, and I'm not a fan of all the animation, you know, Fox animation shows and stuff like that. That I'd kind of be interested in the Once Upon a Time stuff at the beginning, and then you know some of the shows at the end of the day. But I almost think if you're a TV fan, it's almost uh, that the Indigo Ballroom is where you want to be <laughs> on Saturday. Especially if you like sci-fi, right? Because they have all the sci-fi yeah. stuff. Well, it starts off. Or it's you know, in there is also how I met your mother. Oh yeah, right. And you know, there's a, and then but there's some other sort of TV related stuff in in between that and the, and the warehouse thirteen. But yeah, for me, those are the ones that be kind of interesting. You know, how I met your mother making their first appearance on their, uh, on their last last time there. I like in their in the write up that they've. You know that they have that it's Colby Smolders from the Avengers and Neil Patrick Harris from Doctor Horrible Sing Along Block <laughs> and Allison Hannigan from Buffy the Vampire Slayer as <laughs> as, uh, uh, as who's who's going to be there, but uh, I think that would probably be a fun panel to be at. Uh, it'll probably be one of the longest lines ever going into the Indigo yeah. Ballroom that they've ever seen. But that was one that was kind of interesting. But then also the Warehouse 13 panel. Uh, definitely would be interested in that one. They're always really fun. As are, like you mentioned, the Being Human people and stuff like that. They're, they're a lot of fun when they, you know, they play well off each other, not just on the show, but <laughs> when they're doing the these group interviews and stuff like that, too. One, th- one thing I found really odd about the Saturday schedule was how they put... Uh, Vampire Diaries in Barroom 20 and um, the originals like three hours <laughs> later, three hours earlier in Indigo Barroom, which makes zero sense because the people that want to see those are the same people. Yeah. You're not really going to have... They're breaking them up. It's like you have to pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, uh, but I mean, that's almost... I mean, that's one of those, like the originals, How I Met Your Mother... Um, and then a bunch of the sci-fi stuff is all in Indigo that day, you know. So if you can uh, get in there early, uh, it's it's just interesting. I mean, it's kind of based on show size that you know the Vampire Diaries and Arrow are their two biggest hits. So of course those are going to be in Ballroom Twenty. But you would think they would have been able to figure out a way to squeeze the originals in there as well. Yeah, because, I mean, they got the Once Upon a Time, the new one, in the same room right before the regular Once Upon a Time. Yeah, leading, yeah leading off the day, you know, yeah. leading off the day with, with a brand new show. They may have also wanted the originals to be before How I Met Your Mother just to get a full crowd in that room to watch <laughs> their panel. Yeah, who knows? But it, it is definitely interesting because yeah, it's, it's not – it's not like they're separated on different days. They're separated on the same day in different places. Because, I mean, it'd be interesting if, you know, if it was, if the originals was in a different room or, you know, someplace else on a different day, then it's not that you'd still have a, a chance. But, yeah, that is one of those, uh, one of those interesting ones. But uh, we'll move on to uh, Sunday. And, uh, Sandy, what are you looking forward to on Sunday? Doctor Who, of course. This like the 50th anniversary, I think they're doing that for that panel, and then Breaking Bad, and then Supernatural, which is all in Hall H, so you just have to stay there and not move. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, everything moves to Hall H on Sunday because they they use the Ballroom 20 for the 
masquerade stuff, and so they that gets completely like, torn down on the Saturday night. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Hall H is the place to be. How about you, Kyle? Uh, for me, definitely the main thing I want to see is Breaking Bad, that final thing, and then also Doctor Who. And then um, Under the Dome, I'd be interested in seeing, but that means I have to venture out of Hall H. <laughs> <laughs> and and there was another, was there another panel, or is that a... Uh, I think there's Sons of Anarchy, um, It's Always Sunny. Yeah, see, Sons of Anarchy, I don't think I could sit through another episode of It's Always Sunny to get to uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> the only two episodes I've ever seen are that panel, like... The first and second year I went to this uh, Comic-Con, and both of them, it was a struggle to stay through it. So I I may bail before Sons of Anarchy. Oh, the Disney Afternoon sounded interesting, but that's at the same time as the uh, Under the Dome. The 25th uh, years of, 25 years of Disney Afternoon. Yeah, for me, the the ones I'm interested in is, uh, I think uh, the community panel will be interesting. Is that on Sunday? Yeah, it's yep. going to be on Uh-oh. Sunday in Hall H. They're not doing a press room this year, which is sad. Because that would have been know. awesome to, to be in. But the next best thing would be, uh, since you know the whole cast and and Dan Harmon are all going to be there, uh, that'll be uh, that would be interesting. And then Sons of Anarchy has become uh, it's my tradition of closing out Comic Con. <laughs> Last year it was the only panel I actually made it to. So I always look forward to that one. It's a lot of fun because the, the, it's the, it's like the end of Comic-Con. It's like one of the last things that's that's going to be happening and they completely disregard any <laughs> anything about, you know, like language or how they're supposed to be talking because there might be kids in the room or whatever. And I just say that if you're a parent, you brought your kids to the Sons of Anarchy panel, you're getting yeah. what you came for. I mean... <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed the, the Sons of Anarchy. I saw that two years ago, and then last year I skipped it to run off to the Buffy. It was like the Buffy TV and movie reunion panel thing. So I ran off to see that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the Sons of Anarchy. It's just a matter of can I sit through uh, It's Always Sunny again <laughs> and make it to that. You can always bring, like, you know, your headphones, listen to a little music, <laughs> you know, take a little break and a little nap, and then. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, but that that one's become the, and last year was good, and then this year, again, they're bringing, like, the whole cast. Uh, you know, the first couple of years, it was mainly just, uh, you know, Kurt Sutter and then the four main uh, cast members, but they're bringing, like, Everybody who hasn't died you know, <laughs> on, the, on it last season is going to be there. Uh, so if you don't want spoilers, don't read the cast list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, th- those are the those are the two I'm most interested in on on Sunday. All right, so uh, move on to the next question. Uh, what other events or things are you looking forward to uh, during Comic Con? And we'll start with you, Kyle. Uh, I haven't looked at too many of the off-site things. I know they have some kind of like fun house or something like that. But the the main things that I was looking forward to was the midnight psych screening uh, on Wednesday of the the musical episode, um, and then there's also a black sales screening on Thursday night at the same theater, and uh, and then also the NBC party. That's always uh, a good time each year. How about you, Sandy? I sometimes wish I could go to Comic-Con one year and just, like, be a fan and kind of wander <laughs> around and just see what you can really do there because I never feel like I really experience it the way, like, other people do. But what I really enjoy usually is the preview night because I actually get to walk the floor and that's the only time I ever really get to walk the floor and see what's in there. Oh, and take photos. I know I don't have pre- <laughs> I don't have preview night this year, and that's the same thing with me. That's the only time I ever make it to the floor. Oh so no! I don't know. Why don't you I have don't... preview nights? It was sold out when I went to go buy my ticket. I what? I don't I didn't get press, oh. and so yeah, I tried twice to get a preview night ticket, and I didn't get it either time. Oh, so I'm gonna sorry. have to find <laughs> some. Maybe that's what I'll do. I, I'll skip well, it, the the it's uh, either. Wednesday or Sunday, but Sunday now I don't even have the energy to go anymore. I'm just like, I'm done. Yes, so, yeah. Sunday is usually the, uh, like last year I went to the uh, uh, the Sons of Anarchy panel and then I went 
around and walked through the floor a little bit, like just so that I could, because until then, except for picking up my badge on preview night on Wednesday, I hadn't been in the convention center the whole week, you know, like the whole weekend. Uh, I, I just would like get off the bus and walk over to the hotel where all the press rooms are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Since, and they're doing that again this year. So it's likely that because I always put into my plan like a couple of like the early panels, you know, like before some of the press rooms and stuff like that start up. But then I, I look at it and go, I don't want to stand in line. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you're already tired by the time yeah. you get to those press rooms and it's like, oh, I just can't do it. But yeah, that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to. Just pretty night looking at the floor and. Just hanging out, I guess, in press rooms. <laughs> the the sort of uh, stuff that I'm looking forward to is the parties, and but it's not necessarily the parties. It's really the hanging out with other people that you only get to see. Maybe that's the one time a year you get to see them. I know. And, I uh, feel like oh, I see you once a year, and sometimes <laughs> at other events, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's like, and so it's like once or twice a year you might see some of these people at, at maybe a set visit or – or you know, or something, but uh, but for the most part, this is the one big event that everybody kind of congregates at. That is in sort of the TV blogger, you know, type of world, and then you know, and and others, and just uh, that's the that's the thing I look forward to. Uh, you know, the non sort of Comic Con thing is is those going to dinner with people or you know hanging out at different times and stuff uh, around the event. Okay, so. Uh, Let's see. Question six here. Uh, what what smaller TV related panel would you recommend? You have any recommendations for any of the uh, anything? Uh, pretty much anything that is not in Hall H, Indigo Ballroom, Ballroom Twenty, or what would be the the one big six room like six BCF? Yeah, yeah six BCF. Yeah. Pretty much anything that doesn't show up in one of those is kind of a smaller. Uh, the problem is there's so many major shows that are in tiny rooms. Yeah, there are, there are some that are in some of those tiny ones. But uh, how about you, Kyle? Um, I would say then if you want entertaining ones, go to like either Strike Back or Banshee. Go to the Cinemax panels. You also get swag at those, like the HBO panels. Like HBO always gives out giant bags of swag. But last year at Strike Back, they gave out T-shirts, and I'm sure they're probably going to give out some stuff at uh those two panels this year and they're really entertaining panels and the lines aren't bad because they're at seven o'clock at night and people are exhausted by then or they're off doing other things so um yeah uh i would say check out either of those two how about you sandy see now that he's mentioning all the swag now i miss going to panel <laughs> yeah, I I no you don't have to worry they don't give out swag anymore hbo is the only one that gives out stuff i think beauty what and the beast gave out like some Oh, I, yeah, I missed out on all the HBO stuff last year because it was in Hall H and I wasn't venturing over there. But Yeah, Warner Brothers also, for movie stuff, they always have something, at least all the uh, years that I've gone. I've never been to a movie panel. In yeah, the last, I mean, yeah. I just so I just remember that. And I was like, oh, that's true. I miss getting those swag things. But anyway, in terms of like smaller panels, well, I, I would say that similar to what you were saying, Jason, if you want to see the pilots, then, you know, going to see those new shows that nobody has heard of yet that you're looking forward to maybe a little bit could be fun because you're pretty much guaranteed to get in because nobody knows them yet. So they don't care. Uh, plus you get to see the episode early, but I was a little curious about the Helix panel for that new sci-fi show from Ron D. Moore. So that yeah. could be good. That's in a tiny, that's in the same with defiance. They're both in like six a or something. Yeah. So the, there's that one. There's Haven. It's the first time they've been there, so that that could be um, a fun small room to check out. Since, especially if you can't get into the bigger ones, there's Vikings. I think that is in, in the small room, and then Strike Back. Also, I have that on my list. But yeah, but I don't. I don't really know any of the other, you know, kind of not show specific panels. I don't. I never really have time to check those out. But those could be fun as well. I'm sure. I think Bates Motel also had a tiny Hannibal and Bates um, Motel also had tiny that's rooms. True. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah there's so many shows that <laughs> kind of you have to put them someplace you know if you're yeah. if you're gonna do it. But uh, I picked a 
a few as I was going through the schedule that sort of caught my eye. The the one on Thursday, which is uh, it's called the the Science of Science Fiction panel, and uh, it's from six thirty to seven thirty on Thursday in room twenty four ABC. But it's got uh, uh, Amy Berg, uh, who's you know written and produced you know Eureka, Person of Interest, uh, Leverage, and then. Uh, Kevin Kevin Murphy you know, has done Caprica and Defiance, and uh, and then a guy named Kevin Grazier, uh, who's the science advisor for shows like Defiance and Falling Skies, and uh, uh, Jamie Paglia, who also was uh, on Eureka, and they're all they're going to be talking about like balancing real science with you know science fiction you know type of. Uh, and making a, a good show as opposed to necessarily always, you know, just because it might not scientifically uh, work or something like that. But that just sounded like an interesting uh, panel. Uh, some, you know, some pretty good writers and stuff like that uh, uh, talking about talking about that stuff. Then also on uh, on uh, Friday, the other one that was interesting to me is as the uh, showrunners uh, film. Uh, the the documentary about showrunners. They're doing a panel, and they're going to have uh, Hart Hansen and uh, Brill Prady and uh, Jane Espenson, uh, as well as showing some clips from from the documentary and stuff. That one's interesting, but it's also they're doing something a little different. You got a it's going to be at the uh, what the the Lyceum Theater, uh, which is outside the convention center, and you have to. But you have to show up at a certain time uh, in the sales pavilion to get in the lottery to get a ticket to actually get into uh, that one because it's a small venue. Uh, but that one would be interesting. And the last one that I had was it's on uh, it's on Saturday, and it's the uh, Inside the Writer's Room panel uh, that's uh, going to be in 24 ABC from 1130 to 12.30. And it's got a bunch of a bunch of sci-fi, you know, writers uh, for the most part that uh, that have written for a bunch of different shows. Uh, you know, written for Firefly or Haven, and uh, Amy Berg's going to be in that one as well. Uh, but they're going to be talking. It's a little more for people that are interested in being TV writers, but still, they're going to be talking about what it's like inside, how they come up with the ideas, how they you know, pitch things and stuff. And it just sounded interesting as well. For some reason, I apparently the, uh, the TV related stuff that's not show specific, but that was around the idea of TV writers and showrunners seem to be the stuff that piqued my interest this year, I guess, uh, which they have something each day to, uh, to check out. You pick some good ones. This is why I wish I could just go to Comic-Con and then take out those smaller panels. <laughs> See, I, I always panic. I just look at, like, I just look at the bottom 20 list and, like, the yeah. Hall H list, and I just look at those and, like, which room can I squat in all day long? And, like, I never, I tend to never look at these other smaller. Yeah, those are, these are the, uh, those are the panels I call, those are the Plan B panels type of thing. If, if there's, you're trying to get into ballroom 20 or something like that but it doesn't look like you're going to get into ballroom 20 for the the one main thing that you actually wanted to see then it's time to jump out of line and head off to some of these other things yeah see that's the thing when when i don't get confirmations right away well then i start panicking and i'm like you know what if i don't get anything i'll just go and enjoy the con (laughs) and just go to these panels that i can never go otherwise so yeah but yeah i always have the uh sort of the the panels that I, you know, the bigger ones that I'd be interested in, especially if they're early in the morning that I might try and get into. And then I have these, these other ones that depending on how other schedules and things work out, you know, I think like last year I had like a bunch of pressures on one day, but I had like a two hour gap, like right in the middle of the day, you know, so <laughs> it's trying to see if you can find something like that for me. And, uh, but, uh, some of these are, interesting ones to to go i think they would be really interesting to sit through some of these writers from shows that you know we've all enjoyed and stuff like that that uh talking about different aspects of creating those shows and with that we'll uh we'll close out this segment with uh the last question 
which is uh, what tip would you give to uh, you know somebody going to Comic Con for their first time? How about you, Kyle? I had trouble cutting this down to just one thing, <laughs> but I, I guess my main thing was whatever panel you're most interested in, try to get in line for that room as early as possible. Uh, and so even several panels ahead of time, because you're going to need to, because it, like people will be lined up um, and then always have backup plan. Like if it, I mean, sometimes a line looks way longer than it really is. Like, it actually, the rooms do hold way more than you think they would, especially, like, Barm 20 and Hall H. But And um, you're never quite sure what show that people have been waiting for, but they, for some reason, they're not interested in the next thing, and the, the room clears out, you know, type of thing. And a lot more people end up getting into the room than you would expect. You mean like the people that were waiting for the Klingon lifestyle panel <laughs> uh, at the Falling Skies panel that my brother went to? <laughs> it's like, yeah, when, especially God. yeah, especially in some of the smaller rooms or some of the, you know, even like sometimes Indigo and stuff like that. You, they're not exactly from panel to panel is is less likely that people were are interested in the same things. And so you might end up with like a game panel, you know, a gaming panel followed by a TV panel, followed by, you know, a comic book panel or something like that. And the rooms will absolutely completely clean out between each one because they're not there for TV stuff. So, you know, they, they leave or, or stuff like that. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's one, but I think, yeah, to, to figure out what your top, you got to figure out like your top one or two things every day and then try and get into that room early. Uh, you know, if it's, if that's like the thing you are going to Comic-Con for, like <laughs> that's the, the thing you most want to see that day, then yeah, that's what you got to do. Uh, and then have, but then have a backup plan so that, cause there is plenty of other stuff that you'll still be able to get into that turns out to be, I I still mention the first year I was there I was waiting for I was waiting for some panel to start I I forget what panel it was but it was in Indigo Ballroom and you know TV related but the panel before it was uh like a Marvel uh video game uh panel and like halfway through the panel Stan Lee came in and the panel got instantly awesome because the guy is <laughs> the guy is hilarious well, that, and, that happened to my brother, too. Like, he, he was waiting for the Falling Skies panel, so he was sitting through some other panel before it, and all of a sudden, Conan O'Brien walked in, and he said it was hilarious, and it was, like, the best panel yeah, he had been to. You know, so, <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen at, at some of these other things. That uh, So, yeah, make that backup plan. How about you, Sandy? Yeah, I mean, I ha I have to say that's pretty much what, what I was going to say, too. And then going off of what you're saying, like, you never know what might happen in other panels. I also, one of my favorite panels was also a panel I just kind of stumbled upon while waiting for a screening. And I was like, this is an awesome panel. Like, what is this? <laughs> so that's why those smaller panels that you might not really know of, or even if it's a show you don't necessarily watch, sometimes the panelists are so much more entertaining than the people you're looking forward to seeing. Like, so, but yeah, probably, you know, always give yourself a lot of time to go to the next panel because you're going to have to get in line for every single panel. You can't give yourself 15 minutes to get from one panel to another, unless it's like a really, really small room. And even then I'm not sure how that works but yeah like you said just pick the one thing that you really want to see and then just plan according to that and then have backup plans and just enjoy yourself and and last year people were using twitter to like with hashtags like b20 and b6 bcf and things like that which you could easily like search on that and find out like people were saying oh the room is this full or the line is this big so you could make that decision do i just squat and stay in this room or do I go and try to go to some other panel in another room and it was very helpful like I used that when I was thinking of running to the Buffy panel like to see what the line was like good tip and yeah and that Hall H line is always huge like you think there's no way I will ever make it in there but that <laughs> room is so big that sometimes you line up all the way across the street and you still make it in that room that's how big it is. 
So don't despair. You can make it in. <laughs> you can make it. Yeah, my my tip is uh is is bring a water bottle with you yeah. because they have uh water in all of the rooms that you can continually refill it up throughout the day. And uh and then also bring some uh protein-based snacks with you. Uh, because you're going to be standing in lines and and likely you're going to be sitting in ballrooms for <laughs> for periods of time and the food is not the greatest inside the convention center and it's also unbelievably expensive <laughs> for what you get and while there are some places that are close it's still going to take you you know a pretty good period of time to actually get out of the convention center and across the street and get something to eat and then get back to something. Uh, and so get a good breakfast, bring a water bottle, fill it up throughout the day, eat some snacks, and then go get dinner later at night. <laughs> What's dinner? What I do when I get there is I go down to the Ralph's or whatever that that grocery store is and pick up a bunch of food uh so if you have a fridge in your hotel it works out great like i would just make a sandwich and, and bring it with me each morning when i got in line at 3 a.m or whatever <laughs> and that's a, that's another tip if you're if you're an east coaster just stay on east coast time and you'll be up <laughs> and perfect for the lines it works out great you'll be crashing at 9 p.m <laughs> but you'll be all ready to wake up at three for that ballroom 20 line and bring a folding chair, like those little folding chairs that you can sit on. Because when you wait for three hours, you know, bring that chair, sit down in line, bring a book, bring a Kindle or whatnot. It's going to make time go by so much faster. Or be friendly. Make a new friend. Well, see, that's, that's the thing I hate. Like, I try to talk to people and, like, then they have, like, their headphone on listening to music. It's like, and then I'm just standing there like, okay, I guess I'll just listen to music and stuff. And, yeah, you definitely want to – if you're planning on squatting in a room, you need to make friends with the people around you because you're going to want them to watch your, your seat and your stuff when you run to get go to the bathroom. Or you want to get a partner to tag team to move up rows as different panels close. You just, like, get someone to tag team so they move up and hold a seat for you then you move up the next time and it, it works out great yeah if you definitely uh if you go into panels with the buddy system definitely works because uh if you're going to be camping out in a ballroom all day uh you're sooner or later you are going to need to go use the restroom <laughs> especially if you're using that water bottle that i recommend bringing <laughs> the good thing about hall h is the bathroom is in the room so you don't even have to get out to go to the bathroom that's a, definitely a, a good thing there, but you still sort of need somebody to watch. Oh your right, right. Whatever, saying, to make sure you don't, you don't have seat, to get but, up uh, from the room. But you don't got to go out of the room and get a pass and yep. go and find the restroom and come back and get back in and and all that stuff. But yeah, those are. Uh, but I think those. I think that's a pretty good look at uh, some of the stuff that's coming to Comic Con this year and uh, what we're looking forward to. Some recommendations and. Uh, if you're going, you know, let us know. You know, send a, send us an email at uh, feedback at tvtimes3.com or hit us up on Twitter or whatever and uh, let us know if you're going to Comic-Con what you're uh, looking forward to. And with that, we'll move on to the primetime segment. And we've got a couple of shows uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one is Under the Dome, uh, Season 1, Episode 2, The Fire. We I don't think we've we haven't talked about Under the Dome on the show yet, so uh you could talk about the first couple episodes. What do you uh Sandy, what do you think of Under the Dome? Well, I haven't read the book, so I I can't compare it to that, but so far I'm really liking it. It feels like a very summer ish type series that I tend to enjoy. Like it's it's mystery sci fi ish Thing, and so far I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm kind of, I want to know what, what it's all about. So yeah, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? On the, on the wanting to know what it's all about thing, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed in that it was, I thought it was going to be a mini series and now it may be a series. Yeah. I think it's a series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now there's the idea that that's true. You're not going to. You're gonna. You may learn some stuff, but you're not going to learn what you thought you might learn 
by the end of uh, this, you know, 13 episode, uh, I think it's 13 episodes over the, over the summer. And uh, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed in that. I was, I was hoping for like a really, cause I liked it from the first episode uh, and I liked the idea of, you know, sort of a, a summer miniseries. You're going to get a, you know, a complete story. And then it, they started talking. Then there was like a change to it's going to be a series. And then once it debuted to like 13 million people, then it was like, well, like well, it's we're not getting rid of this. It's yeah. definitely <laughs> coming back again next summer. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I had the same exact reaction to you. I was crestfallen when I heard them say, oh, no, we could do another season. And, like, I was, I really wanted a nice, tightly written, complete story. So I'm hoping we do get some kind of resolution at the end because I've really enjoyed the, the first two episodes. It sets up a lot of the, this bigger mystery as well as lots of interesting, like, character things, like just all the different problem, other problems that are going on, like this guy that, why did he kill this person? This other like crazy boyfriend who now has his girlfriend locked up in, or her former girlfriend locked up in the basement, and like just all these zero to psycho in a real yeah. I know they were all pleasant and in bed in the first episode, and then all of a sudden he's become this psychopath. Like by the end of that episode, yeah. Like I didn't understand. Like it came out of nowhere, but uh, now I want to know why this guy is like. Uh, is so insane and then like now you get the in this episode you got the panic starting to set in like one of the cops just goes nuts he's getting worried he shoots and the bullet bounces off the the dome and kills another uh, cop and so um, it's just interesting like how all these are coming together and then what what Dean Norris his character has to do with all this because he's obviously involved somehow with his propane stockpiling and he's got some kind of secret like they burn that house to try to hide whatever the secret is although i wonder wouldn't that just fill the whole dome with smoke and everyone would die of asphyxiation or something but i thought about uh, that too like what what's going on with that smoke it's not going anywhere (laughs) that's some of the they did show that the condensation came in yeah that it's that it's porous but yet you can't get through it. Like when they were shooting water That's on it true. from the outside the and he That's stuck his hand true. and his hand got wet. That's true. You're so, right. so they kind of show you that, you know, it could get up. Probably, probably smoke can travel through it and whatnot. It's, and that air can get in and out. They're not going to, because that's the first thing. Okay, it's impenetrable. Aren't they going to suffocate in a little while? <laughs> they're going <laughs> to run out of air in in the dome uh, pretty soon. But uh, besides those uh, those type of little nitpicky things, I think I think it's got off to a pretty good start. It's got a a, a solid group of uh, characters that um you know that I'm interested in, and, and you know an interesting mystery. And I also like that it's while you see that things are happening outside the dome. It's pretty much so far the story is completely being told from what's happening under the dome. You have no right. idea other than the little bits of radio signal that they're able to capture from time to time of what they're thinking about it outside the dome. And uh I think if it stays that way where the story takes place under the dome, I think that's that makes for more interesting mystery where uh you you get little pieces of information of what they might be thinking about it from the outside and and stuff. The only thing is it seems like while the guy did finally start panicking you know, or whatever, it seems like maybe there – it's been a couple of days. Maybe there should be a little more panicking because well, – yeah, I mean thing. the redhead <laughs> – the redhead seems way too like calm and happy. Like, hey, you want to stay over at my house? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like she just seems way too calm about the whole thing. Yeah, that's the only thing is everybody seems a little bit too like, oh, this just happened, you know, uh, but, you know. That cow getting cut in two was very, very disturbing in a way. It was like, hmm, I don't know. You have to wonder if someone was standing there, they would just be dead. Well, yeah, they showed the one where there was – they came across yeah, a part of it where there were just a pair of legs and, oh, yeah, that's true. and there was but, a stream of blood on the other side where they'd uh-huh. you know pulled the the rest of the body off on the other side he could still have survived though yeah. but. <laughs> but but yeah there's a there was definitely 
some some interesting stuff with that. But I I think it's a good summer series. I I think it's got a you know a pretty good cast and and yeah, there's a few flaws you know here and there. But so far, I'm you know I'm on board with wanting to know what's going on and. You can't really, I mean, how much more can you ask for? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, All right, so another show that's got, you know, all kind of mysteries in what's going on <laughs> is, uh, is uh, Falling Skies, which uh, we've uh, gotten to uh, season three, episode six, uh, Be Silent and Come Out, which uh, I was so happy for it to have come uh, out last night because uh, – as as Kyle noted earlier, TV hashtag TV blogger problems. I watched the screener. I watched all five episodes at one time. And so I've been waiting for over a month for new episodes. Oh yeah. yeah, that's show. Six. <laughs> uh, You know, I think the worst for me is that I had seen those five episodes and then I interviewed Drew Roy who plays Hal, And he's like, Oh dude, episode six. is so good. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, I've only seen episode five. He's like, you want to see that six one now? Don't you? I was like, I hate you so much. I really do. He's like, it's a really great hell episode. I'm telling you. I was like, so yeah, I was really excited to see it too because of that. I was like, oh, episode six, finally. Yeah, so it we seemed, know seemed like on. so long. So what do you think about uh, what's going on in, in and around uh, and, and the, the Hal-centric episode here? Well, at least evil Hal is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is a good thing. Um, I'm, I think the big thing for me right now is the mole. Like, who's the mole? And... I, every time I watch the show, I keep thinking like it really could be anybody, and I think it's going to be like a twist, or it's going to be someone we don't expect. So I'm like, now I, I was thinking it could be Pope, but then I thought, well, it could be Marina, but then I think, oh, it could be Maggie, because that would be crazy if it was her. So I don't know, <laughs> but I'm really loving this season. I, I like the first five episodes. I pretty much watched back to back because I was like, whoa, this is really good. So yeah, the- yeah. Yeah, they they did have that little bit in the uh, in the preview for the next episode. That you know, right now, the common wisdom is that you know Hal, because of the bug, was the was the mole. Yeah, uh, but he's not the mole. But, but you're gonna. But I think. Yeah. But I think they they sort of say, and they think we're gonna find out that somebody else is actually uh, the mole, which which will make it uh, kind of interesting, and. Uh, I was told Hal is not the mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hal is. Well, I mean, I, like, I well they have the with the whole bug thing. It, it reminds me of that. I don't know if you guys watch the X Files at all. Like they had that ice episode where they were stuck in this like ice station and like this black ooze was like flowing by people's eyes and they suddenly become evil. So it sort of reminds me of of that. Like you just don't know. It could be like anyone who has that bug and then. You just don't know what's going on. Like they could suddenly turn evil and and be controlled. Like in this one, Hal was was being controlled by Karen. Which again, like they do a great job with these evil characters, and they're not really even like sci-fi or using any. They're not using any kind of makeup. It's just a regular person. But like anytime I see Karen, I just wanna like I just wanna scream. I can't stand her. She's so evil and, <laughs> and and mean. But it's just like a normal looking person. She's not even like she's not even made up to look like a, an alien or anything. It's just like. They just do a really great job of, of of just making you like really these evil characters. They do. Uh, yeah, Karen is is scary. One thing I really liked in this episode was all the stuff with Pope, like how he's like taking odds on on uh, how, how Al's gonna die or not die, and what kind of what kind of uh, uh, what do you call it? His um what he's going to be charged with and like just taking bets and like, I like his attitude. Like I, like I don't understand why most of these people don't have this attitude. Like he was saying like, why don't we just shoot Hal? Why does he get special treatment? Like, and it's true. Like just because like the other kid with his spikes, like he got special treatment just cause he was Tom's son. It's like most of these people, like if it was any other person, but these main characters, they would have just killed them and just gotten rid of them and, and stopped the problem. Well, I don't. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, he kind of says that, but has there been a time where they've just? I mean, any time that they've 
sort of known where you know they've tried to save other kids from the the harnesses and 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 stuff like that they don't just uh take everybody out if they think that there's you know something else i totally i don't necessarily always get you know uh pope's thing like at the end uh where he says you know you know i'll have to remember you know the eye bug defense and yeah yeah and, uh, I'm telling you, but the thing, is, but the thing is, is like Pope is like the one guy that you're just like, I want him to get one of those now. You know, I want him to have, and cry wolf. Yeah, well, I want him to get. No, I want him to actually have some sort of experience like that uh, to see what it's like being controlled by one of these things, and then see if he's still on board with the just shoot first. You know, yeah, ask questions later type of thing. Yeah, but now that Marina is the president, I also wonder how that's going to change how they deal with Tom and his kids and all of that because he doesn't have as much power anymore. Yeah, that's a it, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know, where they go with with that. There's just uh there's just a lot of stuff going like can you still you're still in a spot where is Tom too trusting of these other aliens and the big thing that they're building? Or, you know, what was in that file that he showed him is what more do, does she now know that she didn't know about it? That's that's the stuff I want to know is is on that side of things. And then I'm interested in what happens once they find the baby. I want to know how it ended up with some alien DNA, you know, like. Uh, some people have said that, like, as a theory, that it could be maybe that deharnessing like machine that could have done something to Anne when she was pregnant? Yeah, I don't know. Or it, 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 She didn't get pregnant while Tom had one of those eye bugs, did she? <laughs> and that's, that's another thing that some people have said. Like, it could be like Tom was, you know, had the eye bug and yeah, who knows? Or, or what, what happened there? That, but uh, I'm interested to get back to that because that's been a super creepy storyline with the, with the creepy baby. It's <laughs> been... <laughs> So I'm interested in in where that's going. I I think it it actually was a good episode for Hal. I think he did a good job of sort of playing the the taken over version of himself and the those scenes where he was trying to fight against it. Yeah. I I also like the scenes when he's like trying to pretend to be the good Hal like, "Oh dad, don't hurt me." Like you know he's faking it and then like he just screams once he realizes it's not working. And he, he tries to convince the dad and his girlfriend there, um, both of them, to let him go. And then when neither of them falls for it, then he just like breaks into back into evil hell again. Yeah, I thought it it it, uh, it turned out pretty pretty good. I think he did a pretty good job. And uh, I'm definitely interested. You know, it the show keeps me interested from week to week on what's you know <laughs> what's happening next. Uh, what are they building to at the end of this season? Like, what are they going to, what bomb are they going to drop <laughs> in the 10th episode that you're going to be like, well, how, what is that? You know? I know, only four episodes left. <laughs> then that, then that month you're waiting, you had to wait for uh, between five and six is going to feel way longer waiting <laughs> for season four, episode 401. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. It's, it's definitely interesting of a, such a shows now with such a short, run of 10 episodes you know but only playing once a year there is a long there's a long gap you know there's a you know 42 week gap between (laughs) basically and and so it makes even those times where you talk about you know a gap between the middle of a two parts of a season or something like that seem like so short now (laughs) here you have something like that but but yeah definitely uh Definitely a show that I'm, uh, as we mentioned before, glad it's, we already know it's coming back for fourth season. Uh, this is, this is definitely one of those shows that I like knowing that early on, you know, like <laughs> I want to know towards the beginning of a season that it's coming back for another one or that the one that we're watching is, I want them to have been told that it's uh, an, enough time to, uh, that, you know, this is going to be the last season, but it's, it's one of those series that's hard to do that because of when they film and then when it airs. Yeah. That's the, that's where the problem lies is a show like this could come in and all of a sudden the ratings have dropped in a fifth season or something like that. And they don't see 
that it would be worth making a sixth season, but yet they've already shot the fifth season. You know, it's been it's been in the can for months by the time it airs. So that's that's the only thing with the show that that sort of uh, sort of bothers me. But well, TNT could always do some final movie type of thing. Wasn't TNT the one that did The Librarian with uh, Noah oh, Wiley? I love those movies yeah, they, so they, much. All, all three of them. <laughs> so I mean, they're they're friends with him. <laughs> he can get a he can get a final movie out of it if they uh, ever get to that point. Yeah, hopefully this is something that they definitely would would do that. No matter what, they would be able to do a, something to end it because I it, it's. It's the type of show because of you know sort of something like the forty four hundred where just all of a sudden it doesn't become cost efficient to make anymore, but yet the way that you film it and when you air it are so different. Uh, you know, with a regular TV show during regular TV so season, you're only a handful of episodes ahead at any given time, and so if something's not working, they can come in and say this is going to be the, you know the final season. You need to close it out. Or something like that, and uh, they have a chance to to reroute things. But with a show like this, or like you know, a show like you know Warehouse Thirteen, they've get they're getting a final uh, six episodes at least. But it's another one of those shows that what's airing right now was filmed last October. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so it's been it's been months that they've had it filmed and been away from production that, you know, I'm glad that they did go, okay, well, we'll fire it back up for at least another six episodes to be able to close it out. Okay. And we'll move on to TV on DVD picks for Tuesday, July 16th. And, uh, I think Kyle and I both had the same pick, uh, orphan black season one. Uh, if you haven't, uh, seen orphan black yet, it's definitely worth uh, getting when you say Kyle. Oh, absolutely. And I would say if you don't know what it's about, don't read anything yeah, and just watch it. Yeah, it's even better. <laughs> because the what what they revealed in all of the ads and stuff doesn't happen until like the third episode. So you just want to go in blind and just watch it and just enjoy it. Yeah, because really, yeah, there's a reveal in the, the – the real reveal of what's going on kind of happens in like the third episode. And if you've read sort of – the materials and stuff about it, you know that that's coming. (laughs) And if you haven't, then it's a much bigger uh, sort of surprise as to what's going on. But yeah, totally uh, worth worth checking out. And uh, Sandy, what was your pick? Um, Just want to mention Orphan Black. I've actually only seen the first two episodes. So now that you guys are saying like episode three is like really big, I'm like, oh, damn it. I have to like. (laughs) But I I actually, I really loved the first two episodes. I thought they were really great. I just haven't gotten around to watching the full season, but uh, I have it on my DVR. Hopefully I can watch it for Comic-Con. But yeah. Yeah, get on that. Yeah, I know. Everybody's like Orphan Black. I'm like, I want to see it. I just don't have the time. But yeah, my pick is uh, Legend of Korra, just because uh, I loved uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender so much, and that's the sequel to that show. And I wasn't sure how good it was going to be, but it turned out to be really, really, really good. So if you were a fan of Avatar, The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra is definitely worth checking out. And even if you haven't seen Avatar, you can still watch Legend of Korra and enjoy it. It's a lot of fun, and that's just the first season that's released then, yeah, that's my pick. Okay, and uh, with that, we'll close out the show. Uh, next, or not next week. Ah, next week is Comic-Con, not recording <laughs> next week. Uh, and then I'm going to be still out of town the following week, so no episode of that. But the next episode that we record, which will be two weeks, or, uh, well, a little more than two weeks from when this episode comes out, but uh, there will be two weeks in there that we don't record. Uh, Amory and Ray will both be back, yay! And uh, we'll be talking about uh, you know some summer summer shows and whatnot. And uh, I'm sure maybe uh, Amory will have a, a few tales about her Comic Con <laughs> experience since she finally decided to come. And uh, uh, with that, you can uh, find the links to the news stories we talked about and the DVDs, uh, as well as where you can uh, find uh, Sandy and uh, Kyle. Uh, online at in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 188. And uh, 
as I mentioned before, let us know if uh, you're headed out to Comic-Con or uh, if you have any thoughts on the shows that we talked about. And uh, you can leave us a comment in the show notes or send an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com. And I'd like to thank uh, Paula from Delaware who wrote in. Uh, She said, hi, TV Times 3, a longtime listener, uh, first time contacting. I just wanted to say thank you for suggesting Orphan Black. Uh, We are loving the show and would have totally missed it if you guys uh, didn't suggest it numerous times uh, that people check it out. My husband and I are only on episode four and are completely hooked. Uh, So thanks for the suggestion and thanks for doing the show. Well, you're welcome, Paula. And uh, so, Sandy, if you don't don't trust us, there's another person that says, see, you got to get four episodes and they're hooked. Uh, uh, I'm hooked so. after two. I just haven't <laughs> around to watching the rest. So, uh, you know, thanks, uh, thanks, Paula, for uh, writing in, and uh, I'm glad you're enjoying Orphan Black. And uh, with that, we'll close out the show with the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, once again, thank you both for uh, joining me on the podcast. Thanks, thanks for having me. We sit glued to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.